Good morning and happy Sabbath. Welcome to the second Sunday of Advent. This is Father Mark over at Our Lady of the Isle in Grand Isle. And as usual, we had an awesome morning this morning at 10 o'clock at um, Our Lady of the Isle. It was a beautiful Sunday, beautiful celebration for us to be together. Certainly filled with joy on the heels of uh, the 35 Life Teen missionaries who were with us this past week on the island. It was a full week, but man, it was, it was anointed. It was a beautiful, beautiful uh, opportunity for us to not only celebrate the gift of the island with people who are um, were welcomed to our community, but the work that they were able to do not only on homes, but even more importantly, in relationship with people. It was a real beautiful gift. So just on behalf of the, the community here in Grand Isle, I just want to say publicly thank you to our friends from Life Teen who were with us on the island this week. As we are in the second week in our teaching series called Consecrated, I would draw your attention to the notes for today's message. Wherever you access the audio for today's message, you should be able to access the notes for today's message. But when in doubt, just go to our website, OurLadyOfTheIsle.com, and uh, just go to the daily posts, and that's where you can find the notes for every homily, including today's. We're going to kind of jump right in to uh, week two in our teaching series called Consecrated. Of course, if you've been following it, you know that this series is about the Blessed Mother, Mary. And we introduced it in an introductory homily and then furthered it with week one, which was last week. In the introduction, I had mentioned why we were moving forward on a teaching series about Mary. That's because we're named Our Lady of the Isle. And I want all of us at Our Lady of the Isle in Grand Isle to appreciate who we're named after. Who is Our Lady? Who is Mary? And that's what we did last week. We introduced the teaching talking about how Mary was the, is the new ark of the new covenant. Mary was specially made by God for Jesus. She was specially made by God for us. Uh, not just a, you might say, an ordinary person that we were coming to know, a very special person that we were coming to know. And again, if you have not yet listened to either of those messages, you may want to hit pause now, maybe access the messages from both last week and even the week before that. Uh, get familiar with why we are where we are, and then kind of jump back into this one with us here so that you can appreciate what it means that Mary is consecrated. So again, we're going to jump right into today's teaching. You want those notes possible, uh, handy, so that you can jump in with us. And if you look on page one of the notes, number one, you'll see that we began this morning by talking about what the word consecrated means. To consecrate literally means to make sacred or to make holy. So when we consecrate something, we make it sacred, we make it holy. And things that are consecrated are separated from the ordinary and reserved for God alone. Let me say that again. One point to you, right? When things are consecrated, they're separated from the ordinary, and they are reserved for God alone. I used the example this morning. I said that, you know, here in the rectory, I have bread um, across the uh, the parking lot in the parish hall where Life Team was this week. There's, there's bread there. That bread is for common use. That bread is uh, commonly not only used, but it's commonly bought. It's, it's common just like everything else that it's surrounded by. Now, of course, there's bread in the sacristy, and, and that's common also. However, there's bread that is consecrated here on our property. 
And that bread here at the church is in a tabernacle. It is separated from all the other bread. And it is reserved for God alone. It's consecrated in a tabernacle. And the tabernacle separates it from common use. It separates it from all the other bread. And it reserves it for God alone. So when you consecrate something, it's separate. And it's reserved for God alone. Again, uh, follow me in the notes there. When uh, we look at the Old Testament, we see that the consecration was a part of, of Jewish life, right? So you could consecrate things, like the, the Ark of the Covenant was consecrated, right? It was reserved for God. You could consecrate places or spaces. So, for example, the temple was separate from the other buildings. It was reserved for God alone. There's actually space inside the temple that was reserved for the priest alone, right where the Holy of Holies was. You could consecrate things. You could consecrate places. You could also consecrate time, right? That's what the Sabbath is. God, in in Genesis chapter 1, says, I'm consecrating this day, and it's going to be reserved for me and for me alone. So again, you could consecrate things, places, time, and you could consecrate people. So for example, the the tribe of Levi, of the tribes of Israel, uh, all of Levi's family, his tribe, that's where the word Leviticus comes from. The Levitical priesthood comes from the tribe of Levi. They were consecrated to the Lord, and that's where the priests would come from. So you could consecrate things, places, time, and people. And parents could consecrate their children. They could offer their children to the Lord. We see that in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 21. It says, and I quote, The Lord favored Hannah so that she conceived and gave birth to three more sons and two daughters, while young Samuel grew up in the service of the Lord. What does that mean that Samuel grew up in the service of the Lord. So we know that his mom was Hannah, right? And she begged the Lord for life, and she begged the Lord for uh, just redemption in her own life, and God blessed her. And so she was blessed by God, so she she blesses, you know, I'd say, God back by giving God her son. And so Samuel grew up in the temple. We know that Samuel grew up in the temple because what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 2, that he grew up in the service of the Lord. But there's also a story that I think you're probably really familiar with. Um, You may know the story of 1 Samuel chapter 3, the very next chapter. And in that, that's that's that famous story where you may remember where um, Samuel says, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Uh, Maybe you remember that line. Well, the the text is there for you in the notes on page 1, number 3.2. That comes from 1 Samuel chapter 3, but it says, and I want to just quote the bold print in that reading where it says, Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. So we know Samuel as a child is not sleeping in his bed at his house with his mom. Samuel is sleeping in the temple where the ark of God was, right? Samuel is not is not sleeping at home because he doesn't live at home. Samuel lives in the temple. He was given by his mom to the temple. So Samuel grew up in the temple just like other kids grew up in the temple. These kids, these children were consecrated to the Lord at a young age. And guess who else was consecrated to the Lord at a young age? Mary was. In fact, every November the 21st, on the liturgical calendar, we celebrate the Feast of the Presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
And that's where we believe that Mary was brought to the temple uh, by her parents, Joachim and Anna, and they consecrated her to the Lord. They gave her to the temple. They gave her to the priest at the temple with other young girls, and she grew up there, right? So remember, the word consecrate means to separate, right, from apart from the ordinary. Mary was separated from the ordinary. She grew up at the temple. So Mary would not have grown up in her home in Nazareth. She would have grown up in, at the temple, right? And beautiful things happened to Mary in that experience. In fact, if you look at the notes, page two, there's a beautiful painting um, called The Presentation of the Virgin by Philippe Champagne and from the 17th century. There's an image there for you. That's what we all beheld at Mass this morning. And if you look at that beautiful image in the notes, it shows you an image of Mary being given to the temple at a very young age. Right? So page three of the notes, right? To consecrate means to separate, to reserve for God alone. Mary was given to the Lord at a young age. And her heart was reserved for God. It was for God alone. Mary, her, her heart was consecrated to the Lord. Now let's get to know Mary a little bit more, right? Because that's what we're trying to do here. And Mary being consecrated is a very extraordinary thing. Not only was Mary's heart consecrated to the Lord, but Mary's body was consecrated to the Lord, right? What the, what the soul does, the body does also, right? There's a beautiful unity between the body and the soul. Now, let me explain this. In, 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 in the Old Testament, there are several scripture passages that talk about people being consecrated to the Lord. I'm going to draw your attention to Numbers chapter 30, verses 4 to 6. Again, that's in the notes. And it, and it talks about how a woman can make a vow to the Lord, and one of the things that a woman in the Old Testament could do is she, she could vow her virginity to the Lord, right? And it says in, in Numbers chapter 30 that if her father learns of this and, and he like wants to bless it, he remains silent, then the vow that his daughter makes is now valid and it's now honored for all uh, to receive. Now, Mary would have not only grown up at the temple, consecrated to the Lord, but Mary would have been one of those women who made a perpetual vow to the Lord of perpetual virginity. Mary, at a very young age, said, Lord, I am all yours. Both my soul and my body, it's all yours. Mary would have consecrated her body to the Lord, her virginity to the Lord. Now, when she comes home from the temple, probably around 14 years old, um, she is then uh, betrothed to Joseph. Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, that doesn't make sense. I thought Mary was consecrated to the Lord. But in the Old Testament, there's actual biblical evidence of how a husband could receive his wife knowing full well that she had consecrated her heart and her virginity to the Lord. Look at the notes, 5.3. It's right there in the Bible. Numbers chapter 30, verses 7 to 8. I'm going to read this so that we can all just appreciate it, right? And I, and I quote, it says, If she marries, well, who's she? Stop there with the quote for a second. She is being a woman who has made this vow of virginity. Go back to the quote, it says, If she marries while under the vow which she bound herself, and her husband learns of it, yet says nothing to her on the day he learns of it, then the vow to which she bound herself is valid. 
So Joseph, when he betrothed himself to Mary, now remember, that means they're married. It means that it's a marriage that is not consummated. So when he betrothed himself to Mary, when he married Mary, he knew full well that Mary was consecrated. And he knew that Mary had made this vow of perpetual virginity. Right there in Numbers, chapter 30, it says that men could do this. And Joseph would have done that. Now, now go with me to another Bible passage. And now all of this now will make sense for you. And it's the Annunciation. Again, in the notes, 5.4. In Luke chapter 1, let's, let's, let's see what the angel says to Mary. Because this is all going to make sense for you today. In Luke chapter 1, verse 30, and I quote, The angel said to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. Now, you know that. But remember, Mary had made this vow of consecrated virginity. Joseph knew that. Mary knew that. Mary's intending to remain a virgin her whole life. Here comes the angel and says, You're going to conceive a, a son. Now we can appreciate Mary's response to the angel. And I quote, it says, Mary said to the angel, well, how can this be since I have no relations with a man? End quote. Right? Mary says to the angel, well, look, I, God is doing this, but, but God received my, my vow of perpetual virginity. How, how, can, how can this be, this conceiving by the Holy Spirit. How can this be since I have no relations with a man? You see, it all makes sense now. It makes sense that Mary would have been a virgin at the time of her betrothal. It makes sense that she would have died a virgin. It makes sense that she would say that to the angel. Why? Because Mary was consecrated. And when things are consecrated, they're set apart. They're reserved for God alone. And all this makes sense today. How about this woman, Mary? that you and I are coming to get to know. Mary, she's special. She's the new ark of the new covenant. Mary, she's consecrated for God and God alone. She, her heart is pure. It's reserved for God alone. And when something or someone is consecrated, it's not only sacred, but the act of consecrating it changes the thing itself. So when Mary consecrated her heart to the Lord. He did something in her heart, right? It changed Mary's, gosh, relationship with God. And when something is consecrated, it also affects all of the people around it. So for example, when you were in the presence of the Ark of the Covenant, to go back to what we said last week, you were affected by it. It changed you. And likewise, when we are in the presence of someone who is consecrated like Mary, it affects those who are surrounded by it. And I wonder what our lives would look like if we were all affected by this holy woman named Mary of Nazareth. Like, imagine, would your life be better or worse if you had someone like Mary in your life? I mean, think about it. God specially made Mary as the new ark of the new covenant. God specially made Mary. She was conceived without original sin, right? In the Immaculate Conception, God made her pure and chaste. Mary gives her life to God in the temple. 
She, she, she gives her whole body to him forever. She lives her life in such a beautiful and awesome and pure way. And would your life be better or worse having someone like that in your life? Consecrated. Man, what would your life look like if your heart was consecrated? And look, I, I know that I got a lot of stuff in my heart that ain't consecrated. I got a lot of things in my heart that are not holy. But imagine what my life and your life would look like. Imagine what all of our lives would look like if we all consecrated our heart to the Lord. And look, we're going to be imperfect. But if we just took one step closer to God and said, God, I want to consecrate my heart to you. Just like that, that bread is consecrated and it's in a special tabernacle. Lord Jesus, I want my heart to look like a tabernacle. I don't know what you want for Christmas, but I, I, that's what I want. I don't know what you think, what kind of present you're going to get from people, but imagine if God gave you a present. And imagine if your heart looked more like a tabernacle than anything else. Like, please, God, let's do that together, huh? And what happens is when we consecrate our heart to Jesus, it looks beautiful. And what happens when we consecrate our heart to Jesus through Mary, Mary just brings us to Jesus. She's always going to do that. Mary's never going to place an emphasis on herself. She's always going to place an emphasis on God. Mary's always going to bring us to her son. If we go to Mary, she's always, always going to bring us to her son. Always. And so, um, as pastor of this beautiful parish family here on the island, I want to invite you to join me. Here's an invitation. You ready? Here we go. On Saturday, January the 8th, we're going to celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Promised Succor. Now, many of you listening know that, right? You've, you've heard of Our Lady of Prom Succor. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I grew up praying to Our Lady of Prom Succor, Mary, right, under that title for, for hurricane relief. There's no more, I think, word connected to hurricane intercession than Our Lady of Prom Succor. So on January the 8th, that's where we celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Prom Succor, we're going we're gonna to consecrate to Jesus through Mary. And here's how it's going to unfold. At 6 p.m., we're going to have a special time of prayer in the church on Saturday night, January the 8th, at 6 p.m. We're going to get together in the church, and we're going to consecrate our hearts to Jesus through Mary. It's going to be a very beautiful time of Eucharistic adoration. We're going to turn off the lights. It's going to be real dark and intimate, candlelight, and very robust like almost romantic. It'll be very intimate. It'll be a time for us to consecrate our hearts to Jesus. And then that night at 7 p.m. on January the 8th, I'm going to celebrate a special mass and we're going to consecrate the island of Grand Isle to Jesus through Mary. And I'm excited about that, right? January the 8th, Feast of Our Lady of Prom Sucker. First, we're going to consecrate our hearts to Mary. Then at 7 o'clock, a special mass, we're going to consecrate the island to Mary. Now, that's January the 8th, and we have to get from where we are to there. December the 8th is a month before January the 8th. Now, what happens on December the 8th? Well, that's the Feast of uh, the Immaculate Conception. That's this Wednesday, right? It's a Holy Day of Obligation. I shared with everybody that we're going to have Mass at 8 a.m. this Wednesday for the Holy Day of Obligation. But we're going to start preparing for January the 8th on December the 8th. We're going to have a whole month 
to prepare for this consecration. Like just as Mary had all that time in the temple as a child, and that time helped her consecrate her heart to the Lord, we need time. And we know that God can consecrate time. So we're going to consecrate the, the 30 days in between December the 8th and January the 8th to preparation. And if you'd like to begin the journey, I want to begin that journey with you. Whether you live here on the island and you're listening to this homily because uh, you just weren't able to be at Mass with us today, or maybe you're part, part of the island community, you own a camp, and um, you're just part of the island community long distance, uh, we want to invite all of us together to starting a preparation for consecration this Wednesday. Now, there's two parts of that. If you can make it on the island this Tuesday night, this Tuesday, coming around the corner, right, December the 7th, at 5 p.m., I'm going to celebrate a special vigil mass for the Holy Day of Obligation. We're going to have mass on the island this Tuesday at 5 o'clock in anticipation for the Holy Day of Obligation. After Mass this Tuesday at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., Tuesday, December the 7th at 6 p.m. in the church, we're going to have a special night of prayer and Eucharistic adoration called Magis. That comes from the spiritual exercises, and uh, I'm going to walk you through it. It's going to be very simple, but I think you're going to love it. Again, this Tuesday, as I had mentioned to you what we're going to do on January the 8th, this Tuesday we're going to... It'll be, we're going to kind of shut the lights out in the church, put a bunch of candles on the altar. It'll be a very intimate experience. I'm going to lead you through a guided meditation. And that's going to start our preparation for consecration. So we're going to start with prayer on this Tuesday, and then we're going to end it with prayer on that sacred night on January the 8th. So join us this Tuesday at 6 p.m. in this church. And it's going to be a beautiful experience where we, we get ready as we enter into the preparation. Now, in order for you to walk with us every day in between the Immaculate Conception and Our Lady of Prom Sucker, that's what the, the daily podcasts are for. So if you're not yet getting the consecrated podcast, sign up today. Go to our website, OurLadyOfTheIsle.com, and there's a button that you can click on there that'll, that'll get you signed up. And here's, here's why that's important. I want you to feel free in the consecration. Mary's not going to force you to give your heart to her and to her son. She just wants to get to know you. And the podcasts are specifically designed to get us ready for the consecration. That's where the preparation happens every day. So if you have not yet got those, those daily messages delivered to you, go to our website and it's going to be delivered to either your phone or email every day. Imagine what our lives will look like if we do this, right? And if we do it well, I, I can't imagine what's going to happen to the island and to all of our hearts together. So we're, we're now moving forward together. Now you know why it's called consecrated. We're all going to do this together. And we're going to let God work miracles in our lives. So much looking forward to the consecration. So much looking forward to the preparation. And so much looking forward to you joining us every step of the way. Sign up for those podcasts. Come back next Sunday as we continue the series. And until we see you either in the daily messages or next Sunday. God bless you.